0: Morning! Welcome to September, the, and Orley's weekly weather for September 18th to the 25th. As many of you know, last week was my birthday. Actually, on Sunday the 11th. So I did what all good Virgos do. I take a week off from the weekly weather. Just, to, you know, one, took the day off. I actually worked a little bit, but... Um, so we're back this week. Welcome to the weekly weather from September 18th to 25th. We've had a lot going on in that sky up there. Um, if you are a subscriber to my Patreon channel, you got, you know, kind of the daily updates as we went along. But basically, last week where we left off, the Queen had been, it had been announced the Queen was sick, and then she died. And we did have those nodes on the World Point. So we watched that happen in the pageantry and all the energy of the woman. Of course, Queen, uh, Queen's a Taurus. Prince Charles has a Taurus moon. His mama left. Uh, Prince Harry has a Taurus moon. Um, and so there was a change in the monarchy. You now, for many of us, you know, she's been the queen for my entire life. I've never known another queen of England. Um, so it's a ma- it marks a major change. And earlier in August, we had celebrated or remembered or re- re- reactivated the memories of when Princess Diana died 25 years ago. And interestingly, on the day the Queen died, the asteroid Diana was active. So I'm getting they, guessing they met up when she got up there. Um, and of course, you know, it was just that energy. And then, all last week, we had all those cranky, crabby aspects, and Monday was super crabby. Um, so there was a lot of energy r- around those indictments coming out. So um, we're moving forward. It was a moon in Aries. There were hammers of Thors. There were fingers of God. We have more this week. Uh, as Mercury continues into retrograde uh, and now we'll be transitioning into Libra this week. So we have a lot going on. We'll we'll go forward with further ado. We also have a new moon. We also have the seasons change where the sun in the northern hemisphere gets shorter by a minute every day and the days are now going to be longer than the nights and in the southern hemisphere our folks get spring. So we have a lot going on, and we'll talk about the heavens and what's what's happening and how you can work with the energy. Thank you for indulging me on my birthday. Thank you for all my happy birthday wishes. And I thought it was really funny, you know, I got nominated for that, um, you know, best podcast, and then it went blank for two weeks because I was traveling on vacation, and then I was uh, on my birthday. So back, Virgo, this Virgo girl's back to work, and off we go, and... Um, my solar return for this year looks really kind of nice. It's a, it's a moon Jupiter in Aries, so I think I'm going to be busy. So we look forward to working with you in the week, in the month, year ahead as we explore the heavens and see as above, so below and how they work for you. So without further ado, off we go into the weekly weather. Um, and this is being pre-recorded uh, because I'm away speaking at a conference on Sunday. And the last time I was up there... Uh, I tried to do, uh, that was when I was still working with Astrology Hub, we tried to record the podcast, and the transmissions were horrible. So I just am recording it ahead of time. So this is being recorded Friday morning for rollout on Sunday. And uh, off we go. All right, first up, time to get involved, push back, speak up, volunteer, donate, and vote. We have uh, 30... Um, we have 73 million people in this country that don't vote. Time to vote. Time to get your voice in the action. Don't vote. Can't complain. Can't go complaining about it if you haven't voted. So to register to vote, go check out headcount.org. I saw this and I checked it out myself and I checked my voter registration was okay. It tells you your polling place, tells you where you're registered. Uh, check it out. does it for all the states in the union. So register to vote, please, please, please. The more of us that show up and speak and say our mind, the better. And we are having a Pluto return. And Saturn is on the moon uh, in the Pluto return, which invites us to speak. And the election is on an eclipse. You know how I love those eclipses. It's on an eclipse and Mars is retrograde in Gemini which is the Mars of our natal country. Mars of the, the aspirational chart, the Sibley chart, has a Mars is a Mars in Gemini. And so Mars is retrograde on Election Day. So it's going to pro- promise to be an interesting Election Day and with lots of reversals because Mars is retrograde. So your vote matters. Don't assume that other people are going to vote the way... Don't listen to the polls. You register to vote. You give your opinion. You say what's going on. Um, only 20% of the people between age 18 and 34 registered to vote. Not a lot. And I have great hope in the millennials and the young people because they really see the world in, in a completely different way. I was talking about this with my friend Madeline on my birthday. We went out for dinner this wonderful Turkish restaurant in New York. And she had written a paper on Eris, the goddess of discord, when she was working on her, um, her analysis credentialing from the Jung Institute here in New York. She did a paper on Eris. And of course, Eris was discovered in 2005. And Eris is very active this week, interestingly. And um, she had, you know, when, we, when Eris really kicked up, we really got the Me Too movement starting. But Eris is the feminine energy that causes disruption and discord. And the energy of Ares speaking up and, of course, the divine feminine being a little angry, you know, can't say Mother is not angry at us for being such messy kids. Um, so we were talking about it and she said, you know, I think if I rewrote my paper today, um, you know, what, what she would add to it about now that we've gotten to really know Ares over the last couple of weeks, kept a couple of years, Uh, since she was discovered. Of course, she's always been out there. But now that she's there, there's an awareness of femininity and feminine consciousness. And I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a new movie coming out. I saw the trailers. It's on my list to go to see called The Woman King. Uh, And Viola Davis, it's her, her opus magnus. And the kids today really see the world in very different ways. They do not understand how we old guys see it. And I'm not... You know, I'm not being picking on us, but they have a different perspective in the same way I have a different perspective than my parents did in the same way our parents had different perspectives than our, grandchildren, their grandpa- our grandparents did. So this is an opportunity, you know, to get active and to say, hey, this is what I think is important and do other things. You know, there's lots of things you can do. You can get involved, you can push back, you can speak up, you can volunteer, you can donate, you can vote. And the more we do those things, the more we have an active community. With Pluto going into Aquarius next year, it's time for us to be active and say, hey, this is how I want my world to be. This is how I want it to be for the future. This is what I want it to be for the generations. And the Patagonia guy just donated his whole company into a nonprofit where it is going to generate $100 million a year for... um, uh, climate change, working on climate change and of course, you know, he's older, he's 96 so what am I doing with my legacy? I'm leaving it to Mother Earth Mother Earth, as Trevor Noah says has a bank account now she's got $100 million in the bank every month, you know, every year I guess, so she's going to be spending it on that so you, you figure out what you want to do and work on it remember, because you're here for a reason your chart says why you're here get involved, push back, speak up, volunteer donate and vote and off we go into, and remember, register to vote at headcount.org. So first up, <clears throat> on Sunday, today, um, when you're listening to this, because I'm scheduling it for release, hopefully that works, uh, is um, the Sun Trine Pluto. This happens every year. It's a closing trine, in this case. You can see the Sun down here at 26 Virgo, uh, 26 Virgo and Pluto at 26 Virgo. So when we have trines, we harvest things. When it's an opening trine, we get the first blush of crops. When it's a closing trine, we get the fruits of our actions. Now, we know this Pluto return. When, it went into, when Pluto went into Capricorn back in 08, it was with the economic collapse. So there is a lot of noise next year about, you know, as Pluto leaves Capricorn, there'll be another collapse. And that's probably true um, because the way a planet enters the sign is how it leaves it think about your relationships. When you start a relationship, say it takes 11 months to get into it, it takes 11 months to get out of it. We begin things and then we end them the same way. There's an echo because the planets go, well, you know, when you started this story and then when you go, okay, let's end this story, the planets do the same thing. So because Pluto did cause such economic disruption, we have the war in Ukraine, we've got a proposed transit strike, which will probably happen. Because Mars is retrograde, Mars is moving, and Gemini is transportation, so the trains are supposed to go on strike. They're in a cooling off period right now, but that end of October through January might be a little dicey for transitions. We also have Uranus going to be in in the decant of poverty, uh, uh, Capricorn decant, when we uh, next year for the you know from t- 20 to 30 is. Uranus unexpected interruptions due to Capricorn issues. Capricorn, of course, rules corporations, wars, governments. So we have Ukraine down, the breadbasket of Europe. And we will probably have other food and housing shortages. So it's a heads up. You know, we are figuring out where we're going and what that next chapter is going to be. And we can see here, you know, this nice finger of God uh, between, um, or this nice square, rather, between Uranus and Saturn here. Um, which we had all last year, three times. Now they don't actually meet up this year, but they are talking to each other, and they're forming a sesquiquadrate down here with Mercury. So they're saying, "Remember the old. We're bringing it back, and we're going to go forward." But we also have this lovely Sun trine Pluto, which says, "Make your plans. You know, be like a little squirrel, bury your acorns. Um, pay attention. You know what happened when it went into Capricorn back in '08. It's going to happen as it goes out of Capricorn." How are we gonna work with it, right? So very strong and intense energy with this closing trine. It does happen every year, um, you know, because the sun takes a year to go around the chart, but this is a potent one because Pluto's here in the um, eighth house and it's down here in the foundation house and it's in Virgo, which is a little bit of a worrying sign and it's cancer on the world point, uh, zero cancer on the world point. So that means there'll be some big news Sunday Around how how to shift and change, we also last week had the sun opposite Neptune. So the scales fell from our eyes. We saw things in a way we hadn't seen them before. And now we're now we're tuned in. We're aware of them. Uh, Mercury is of course retrograde down here in Libra. So he's trying, and he and Venus are in mutual reception so they can share knowledge very easily. but also this can very quickly devolve into criticism. Like okay, you know you're not doing what I want, right? and with Cancer Moon out of bounds, people are very emotional. So you just have to go. I know you're emotional. I get it. Um, what what can we do? What can you do about it? Don't go fixing it for them. This is this is time for personal accountability, right? So you know you don't have to rescue anymore. You you can just say I hear you. I understand that you're having trouble, but you're the one that has to change. The other person is not going to change. You get to. And Juno up here at the top encourages you to partner with yourself and change towards what you want. Venus is coming to oppose Neptune, Uh, so she's got an Energy too coming in. But the Sun last week saw things clearly, and now moving forward. And I know you didn't have the podcast from last week, but, you know, the aha moment where you find out things. As I mentioned, this week has a very big hammer of Thor. And it runs for a little while, right? So it, when we have these hammers, it runs as Mercury forms the quadrate, first to Uranus and then to, and then to Saturn. Hammers of Thor, of course, with Mercury retrograde, this is your ghost coming back to talk to you. You know, if you've been hearing from old people or you've been thinking about old things, I got into a whole memory hole the other day. Um, I'm thinking about someone I hadn't thought about in years from when I was 19, 1975, and I was just into this memory hole. Um, So watch the memory holes. Watch the looking at the structures changing around you. Now, if you have a Uranus-Saturn aspect in your chart, this is going to be big. For all the rest of us, it's still big. And it's finding out something really interesting and really important that kind of knocks us over, maybe. Now, hammers of Thor, it's Mercury, it's communication, and it's communication about things that change. And remember last year, Uranus and Saturn squared each other three times, January, June, uh, December, and those were responsible for restructuring our understanding of how the world worked to get ready for this 20-year cycle that we're in that started on December 20th of 2020. So this, even though the two of them don't meet up, this is about as close as they get, right? And they're talking to each other. They're within a degree of orb. So they're bringing up all those changes that were fostered last year. And, of course, January was the January January 6th commission. So we got them back again, probably. We're going to hear their announcements. But also with that mercury on the south node, You know, the grand jury sent a lot of subpoenas out. The DOJ sent out 30 subpoenas. They've been taking cell phones. Um, This is also, if your computer's been a little wonky or your car's been a little wonky, this is when it breaks down. So, you know, because you're all having your own personal Mercury. Look at where Mercury is in your chart. Look at the Gemini houses and the Virgo houses for how it unfolds, because this is talking to you about that transformation. And because it's communication about the structures that are changing, um, be, you know you're going to hear news of structures changing, and always important to go oh that structure is changing. Uh, what are we going to replace it with? What's the new thing I want to put in there? You know it's kind of like when you carry the cu- when you paint the house and you carry the couch out, or you move into a new house and you put your furniture in and you go mm, doesn't really work that way, and you kind of have to rearrange things. So expect rearranging energy, and this is a hammer that's in place for a little bit. But it has a resonance. It has a resonance. And and similar to croquet, when the hammer comes and hits, when your ball goes and hits the other person's ball, and you put your foot on the ball and you whack their ball, you put your ball next to theirs, put your foot on yours, and you whack their ball into the next game. You don't have to whack it hard. You can also whack it off the court. But it is a whack, and it does make us go, whoa, what's that about? So watch for this energy in your own life and in the world, because we will have it. Uh, of course, that's the day that the Queen is buried, um, September 9th. So, certainly, that pageantry, um, that energy of the structure changing, um, and all the communication. We will be watching it, you know, world leaders gathering uh, in England. I didn't do this um, for the time there. It's the time here in the United States, but it's, you know, five hours later, so it's the middle of the afternoon there, which is probably about the right time for a funeral. Next up, we have the sun entering Libra. This is our annual Libra ingress. And what this does is it says, okay, now the sun is going to go across the equator and every day in the northern hemisphere is going to be a minute shorter than the nights. So we're heading down towards the Capricorn, uh, Tropic of Capricorn, and the sun shifts. So we shift into the season officially of fall. Planets on a world point invoke us invite us to change for our Southern Hemisphere friends. Their spring starts for us, our fall starts. And you can see with Uranus on the Ascendant and the planets in the fifth house, this is a huge year of change. This is a big, big change year. We also have Pluto at the top of the chart there in Capricorn. Capricorn at the last degrees. So very, we can expect a lot of transformation and a lot of change in this season ahead. And because the sun's on a world point, we're going to really kind of go, wow, boy, that's a lot of change. Uh, and, again, I encourage you to vote um, because uh, Mercury has combust the sun. You can see how tight it is, very close to the sun. Not quite Kazemi, combust, which means it's very intense. And Mercury is also on a world point. So watch for world news on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Don't have my glasses on. Um, and see what happens. And we also have the Moon in a quincunx to Pluto. Now this is of course the the end of the transformation, the change of leadership that we're seeing in the world, all over the world. A lot of changes, a lot of people stepping down, a lot of people changing jobs, a lot of leadership people changing. And so this is a pretty potent energy for that, and we still have those nodes running on the world point. So until they get to 15, you get off of 14, we are in position for major changes and those nodes are only on the world point every 19 years in Scorpio Taurus, right? So they go, take a year and a half, go through a sign but they only hang out at that world point of 15 of the fix and you get a degree approaching and a degree leaving and they've been at 15 so now they're going to 14 when they get when they get to 1359 we're off the world point but this is a lot of change. Death Scorpio towards change Uranus. So in your own life, what do you need to release, release, release? Shout out to my friend Kathy. And she hates it when I say that because she says, I always have to poop when you say that. Um, But it is Scorpio. Scorpio is the dragon's tail. It's where we can get a little obsessed. It's where we can get a little caught into stuff and go, yeah. And you have to kind of recognize that it's saying you're going to stay stuck or you're going to go do something that you love. And what is it you love? What is that? What does that look like? Right. And so that's important. And we also have um, energy about really understanding what that love is. And we see the Venus coming here closer and closer to Neptune. So we're getting ready to really unveil that new love, that new passion. Notice there's a mystic rectangle in this chart. You can see it in there. Mystic rectangles suggest callings. So you may wake up and go, oh, I'm supposed to do this. I hear a bird, I hear a lark, I hear a voice. Follow it, pay attention. Remember, Mercury's retrograde. If one of your ghosts comes back, I can't tell you the number of clients I have who are getting contacted by people that they know, that they've heard of, people have heard of them. They're reaching out to them and saying, hey, you wanna do this? This is a great time between now and the end of March to put these plans in place because Mars is in Gemini offering you two options Uh, So if you're hearing from your ghosts and they're offering you jobs or they're offering you opportunities, consider taking them up on it because they want to help. Next up, the finger of God that we're going to have on Thursday. This one's a mean one. Um, And the finger of God, and again, I I pull them out. So it happens for a few days, right? So as the sun forms an inconjunct to the Vesta Saturn, which is when the Venus was at 19, and she forms a quincunx, are in in conjunct to Eris, the goddess of discord. And Vesta and Eris are in argument. Uh, And working together, though, you know, Vesta's saying I need to change my home, my hearth, my location. Saturn goes, my structures aren't really working for me. And Venus in Virgo is trying to fix it. Now, this is the cautionary one. This is when someone's going to say to you, hey, (coughs) you know, it's your fault that I'm like this. And you need to look at them and go, no, no, no. We all have our choices. This is the time for personal responsibility, right? Personal accountability. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it in our culture. There's a desire to make people be more accountable for their behavior and their choices. Got a lot of Republicans scrubbing their websites. They were previously pro-choice. And now they're like, oh, no, no. Now that you're mad at me for taking away your rights for an abortion or your right to control your body, um, yeah sorry, sorry, I didn't really mean it. It's like, no, that's what you said. So you're either lying then or you're lying now. This is a mean aspect. You may be called out for lying. Someone may call, you may call someone else out for lying because Venus is in Virgo and she keeps track. She counts. Venus in Virgo counts and she knows, wow, you know, this is what happened. And you kind of go, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's what happened. So, you know, it's giving it permission to um, to shift and change, but also recognizing fingers of God are faded events. That's Thursday. Like I said, it's a big week. Last week was, too. Uh, you know, I was off on vacation, but I kept going, I should really do a podcast. And I'm like, no, you're on vacation. Or not vacation, you're on birthday vacation. Um, and actually, that was a good thing, because my birthday was 9-11, right? And I took off, the, I was taking my birthday off. Uh, And that day I did. And my office was a block, two blocks from the World Trade Center. So our windows got blown out and my co-workers were caught in the dust cloud. So it's a good thing to take your birthday off. Uh, Next up, remember Mercury's retrograde. Now he's going back into Virgo, right? So he's counting. He's counting. And the sun's on the world point. So that's a biggie. And as he goes back into Virgo, he goes, okay, I've been talking to you in nice, now I'm going to take names and do what, who's signing up for what? So all the nicey-nicey plans, things that have been going on, now, now we're going to go, who's doing it? And what are you doing? And why are you doing it? And a push. We also see, as the Mercury goes into Virgo, we're in a closing, balsamic phase. So this is a wrap-up energy where the universe wants to wrap things up and get stuff organized and off out in the world. We also see that Mars is here approaching his trine to Saturn, which is always lovely uh, because Mars and Saturn get things done, and that's an opening trine where he's going to say to Saturn. And Mars and Saturn are not friends, but you know Mars, you know Saturn appreciates Mars getting things done. And as the Mars comes into trine Saturn on this day, you know it's going to be oh my ghost called. Notice the Venus Mercury square. I'm sorry, the Venus-Mars square. Oh, my ghost called and he said this. And, and that new information may change how you deal with things because now you have more information than you had before. So again, important to hear the information, important to understand what it is, but also to understand your relationship to it. Now that you can see the sun is coming in to oppose Jupiter, which is a bit of a grandiose energy. Not a bad grandiose, but a sense of, you know, I think I want to expand past where I've been. And we, we, love, we love planets to Jupiter because he wants to make them bigger. And remember, Jupiter's retrograde. So he goes, whatever he's figuring out, he really implements when we get to December 21st. So he's gathering a lot of information, a lot of ideas, kind of doing his research, thinking, should I take this approach or that approach? I need to do something different with that Mars-trying Saturn. So, and remember, Mars is going to try set in three times. So we're not, this is not a one and done. This is a, uh, this is, this is a journey. Um, but you're going to be revving up. Then we have uh, the new moon that happens on uh, September 25th. And the new moon is at two Libra. Um, and it is a seven degree Pisces rising for this chart cast for DC. And the new moon, of course, initiates a new cycle. Notice Venus and Mercury are right next to each other, right? So they're coming up with a plan, and the new moon in Libra in the relationship house says, this is how we're going to take and do our relationships. This is what we're going to do. We also have Mars down here, who's still in his approach to... the um, the Saturn is still a little bit away, that, if, that perfects next week, but he's pushing on it and he's saying this is the plan, this is what we're going to do. So there's a nice energy here, and again you see another mystic rectangle in the chart of feeling called. You can also see a nice little grand trine in there around what you're emotionally interested in working on. Because remember if you're passionate about it and you're emotional about it, you're going to go and we're still you can see how big the air bar is down here we are really talking ideas we're not necessarily implementing and with the fixed energy very low we're in a time of change we're not fixed and stuck we're building new habits and that's the important thing to remember the Saturn Uranus is breaking apart the old structures once those old structures are broken apart then we're ready for new structures to come in to be our friends. So, you're in the process of building habits, so good habits this week on this new moon. Uh, so, the new moon planetary uh, Arabic parts are Mercury on the part of death. You know, we're still at that south note in Scorpio. We still have a couple more eclipses in Scorpio. So, we still are going to have some deaths of major leaders in the world. The Queen's not the only one leaving. We also have Venus on the part of sudden advancement, which pushes everything forward. We have a lot of commitment energy with Saturn on the part of marriage. Um, and then a, a certain amount of treachery. <laughs> hey, you know, it's the world these days. But the good part is the treachery is exposed. And we go, oh, wow, that was, that was pretty treacherous of you. And they go, do well, you think? And you're like, yeah, I, I think. Now, the other thing that happens with the new moon is we have this new moon phase family. So the new moon that we start, we have a 30-day moon cycle, right? New full, new quarter, full, closing quarter. But we also have a longer cycle. This ties to the human gestation chart, human gestation cycle. So the new moon that happens on September 25th, the first quarter will be next June. And the moon will be at Libra Cancer. Sun will be in Cancer. Then the full moon which is next march march of 20, actually march two years out march of 2024 the suns in aries the moons in libra and then last but not least the december one december 22nd of 2024 is the suns and capricorn moons in libra so these nine month phases between the moons if you got pregnant on september 25th you'd give birth on June 26. Now you can be pregnant with projects, ideas, relationships so look at where this new moon falls in your chart and how it works for you because this is the energy that's initiating with this this chart. And you can see it's very much a seesaw chart, meaning a lot of planets over here, a couple little outliers but it's very much a back and forth. The, The chart wants to really partner and we know that about our Libra planets. They really go it's better to do it with someone than alone and they like partnership it's kind of like you can't play tennis by yourself I mean you can get a ball machine and whack the thing but it's not as much fun as if you're running around back and forth so Libra is a little bit like a tennis match and you can see that Sun Moon is opposite the Jupiter now I talk more about this in my new moon webinars so there will be a new moon webinar on Friday night uh, of this, this, what's, so this is the 25th. So it'll be Friday the um, 23rd, yeah. So we talk about it in depth, but take time to do a new moon ritual on this because it is about how you wanna expand your life around your relationships and how you partner with and who you partner with. So a lot of people have been feeling a little lonely lately. Like, you know, I got rid of all these friends and then there was a natural transformation with the pandemic, people move, people shift. You know, my friends all moved to another city, that kind of thing. So this is also like, well, now that those changes have happened and you're in your new place, what do you want to do next? So that's the energy of this lovely new moon. And off we go. So that's it for the week. Those are the weekly weather. So we'll talk a little bit about the specific days. Um, So the sun runs from 25 Virgo to 248 Libra. As we mentioned before, it has the trine to Pluto. It also hits the nodes of fate, still on the world point. It hits the nodes of fate on September 22nd. So you want to pay attention to who you meet then, because those are big. Those are big um, uh, big times, that September 22nd. Then we also have uh, the, the sun entering Libra. We have the sun and Mercury meeting up. That happens on the 22nd. They're both on the world point. Watch for important news in the world and in your own life. Big deal. And then the sun is parallel Eris, the goddess of discord, on September 25th. And also parallel Mercury. So that is, I am really mad about that. (laughs) I always love when Eris gets people riled up because you kind of go, ooh, looks like an Eris moment. Um, And people get like, really uh, impassioned. Impassioned is what we're going to say. So watch for your impassioned, being impassioned <laughs> on the 25th. What can I say? Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes the world is a little more challenging. Uh, the Mercury is roaming from 446 uh, Libra back to 2732 Virgo. And it has a hammer of Thor that we, we showed you. That happens on the 19th, which is new news of change Tied to last year January, June, December right? Um, and of course eh, to me Mercury's paper I'm thinking indictments I'm thinking indictments or more stuff on that January 6th we'll see what happens um, we also have Mercury parallel Neptune gives us a positive energy about things and then we also have Mercury entering Virgo where it's going to be for a while Uh, It's still retrograde, remember, going backwards. And then Mercury having an aspect also on the nodes of fate. And remember, because the nodes of fate take 18 and a half years, 19 years to go around the chart, they're only on the point of fame for a little window, a period. And so right now, a lot of fated choices, a lot of permanent changes, Queen Elizabeth leaving, the shifts. So a lot of changes are coming in that are going to run for 19 years because these are once every 19 year aspects. Normally the moon hits the nodes every month, da 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 da, and you meet somebody, or you have a good conversation, or you find a great book, Or, but these are faded events around big changes and aha moments, and oh wow, that's what's going on? So it's important with that uh, Mercury on those nodes, that's gonna happen on the 24th, to pay attention and of course, The sun is on the nodes, as I mentioned before, on the 22nd, on the world point. So these are aha moments where you're going to see things you hadn't seen before. Mercury, or hear things. Uh, That was Mercury. Venus is in uh, 17 Virgo, and she gets all the way to 25 Virgo. So she's going a degree a day. It's a pretty good clip for her. And as mentioned, she forms that finger of God with Saturn and Eris between September 20th and September 24th so it's a it's a finger of choice and Mercury uh, you know Venus is in Virgo and of course Mercury shifts into um, Mercury shifts into Virgo on the 23rd so there's a Mercury shift in the middle of it and that because Venus answers to Mercury so when Mercury shifts Venus goes what what (laughs) you can almost hear her you know (laughs) and whatever that shift is (laughs) where, <laughs> where she's going? What happened? Pay attention, right? Check your voter registration. You may find you're unregistered. Eh, you know, it's that kind of stuff. You get a message. You get a news. You go, and what? So just trust the process. It's gonna, it's gonna be a fun week. Um, and then Venus also uh, is opposite Neptune on the 24th, when we were watching her coming in, and she's opposite Neptune during the Finger of God. Right, So I should have left Neptune in that screen, in that slide. But because she's opposite Neptune, it's when the veil falls from her eyes. It's when she has that aha moment. And Venus in Virgo is a tough little Venus. She just goes, I am not putting up with this stuff anymore. Um, And as she's opposite Neptune, in the middle of that finger of God, between Saturn and Eris, she looks at the structures. It's a great day for quitting your job if your boss is driving you crazy. It's a great day for going, you know what? I'm done here. It's a great day for, you know what, I'm doing this because of that. It's an inspirational moment. Um, and, you know, I'm reminded when I was young, I um, had a, a dean that I was having a grade dispute with. I, I went in, I, he gave me a B plus. I'm like, hey, I got an A on the midterm, I got an A on the paper, I got six points off on my, um, my final exam, and I got a B plus sad about my roommate got an A. Well, I am competitive. (laughs) And I was 19 at the time. So I went to this guy and I said, so like, what's the deal with this? And he goes, well, blah, 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 blah. I said, hey, you know, da, 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 da. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And I said, and hey, my roommate, she got a B on the paper, she got a B on the, and then she got an A in the class. He goes, well, she participated in class. She's an English major. And I'm like, okay. I said I came to every class. He goes to me. Yeah, but you fell asleep. Now it was a hot room. It was a after lunch room full of windows. I got there and I I did my must say I snoozed. I said so you're penalizing me for falling asleep. And he goes yeah. I'm like really. And he goes yeah. I'm like okay. So I said well I'm gonna appeal I'm gonna appeal the grade. He goes go right ahead. I said how do I do that. He goes. It's academic discretion. The teacher can do whatever they want. I said, well, who do I appeal it to? He goes, you appeal it to the Dean of Arts and Sciences. I said, okay, well, who's that? He goes, that's me. And I went, really? He goes, yeah, so when you appeal it, I'm gonna rule against you. And mind you, this guy, you know, whatever. Um, So I went, really, you're gonna, I mean, like I have no recourse for this B plus? And he was like, no, you're getting a B plus. So I couldn't get him to change my grade but I started a university-wide course evaluation where we evaluated every teacher, and you were allowed to write what their grading policy was, what their homework was. We surveyed every student in every section of every class in that college. Um, He was really mad. (laughs) But we published this university course evaluation for quite a while, and then, of course, he was correct when he said to me, yeah, nobody," because I went... You know, I went and hit him up for money to run it. You know, I like to rub a little salt in the wound. I'm not that nice. I mean, I know I come across nice, but you get me mad, I'm riled. So I said to him, well, he goes, well, you don't know, Ann. When, when you graduate, this isn't going to happen. Nobody's going to do this. Nobody's going to work this hard like you're doing. You know, it's, this is temporary because you're mad at me. And I'm like, he was right. The next group of students that got elected to the student government didn't continue the course evaluation. But it and so I think that's the energy that we're going to be working with so watch for your dean that doesn't change your grade due to academic discretion because he's mad at you and then you get to take your actions it's a mighty powerful little aspect um, so that's the Venus then we go to Mars um, which is uh, running from 15 Gemini to, and it's got a quintile to Jupiter which says I'm going to take on and grow things. It's running through um, 18. Then we have Jupiter. I haven't told that story in a long time either. Uh, We have Jupiter running from 4 Aries through 348 Aries. Backwards, remember, Jupiter's going backwards. Now he, I should put this in there. He has a semi-square to Saturn. Remember, Jupiter and Saturn last met up on December 20th. At zero Aquarius, and they're planning the future right now. They're planning the future. They're, they're moving off. They're dro- Remember, they drove off, they had their big party with Pluto, and they, you know, the COVID, and then they broke up. Now Jupiter's in a semi square to Saturn. He's going to have a second, he's going to have a third one too, where he's saying, hey, you know, I was thinking based on what we said we wanted to do December 20th, maybe we should try this. So semi squares are uh, launches, but they're stressful launches. There's a little bit of a false start energy to them. Because Jupiter is retrograde, so he will come back and do a good start, but he's he's piloting things. This is like pilot season, pilot projects, try it out, see how you think about it. And I should have put it in, that's going to be September 21st. We also have Saturn aspecting the nodes on the world point on uh, September 19th. Again, a once every 19-year aspect, so pay attention. Saturn is parallel to the south node, so he's in a releasing mode, letting go, letting go, letting go. And then we have Pluto Quincunx series. Um, uh, That's gonna happen on the 20th. So that's kind of an adjusting energy around your personal creativity. It's not a finger of God, but it is an important emotional adjustment. Remember next year, Pluto goes out of Capricorn. So he's kind of talking about, well, what are you gonna create when I leave? So it's a little bit of, you know, this is one of those things, if you have abandonment issues this week, your abandonment issues can be up. Where you're kind of like, you're going to leave me? You're going to go? And they're like, yep, I'm going to go. Got to go do stuff. And you're going to go, wow. Hmm." Pat them, love them, tell them you care about them. But you got to go. Or they got to go. So there's a very nice change. Uh, So the other planets only move a degree, so they're not moving that fast. On to the moons. Now, I got a call from Donald Blanford. You know how we talk about the DB days. And he called me, and I haven't talked to him in a bit. he goes, and I have a favor to ask. I'm like, okay. He goes, can we rename the DB days to the intense days? and I said, "Sure, we'll call them He goes, "We'll call them ID days instead of DB days." I'm like, "Okay, we can rename them." And I'm like, "Why are we renaming them?" He goes, "Cuz I'm doing some stuff that I kind of want to I kind of want to launch. So when it happens, I'll let you know it's launching." But he wants us to rename them days. The intense days so we are officially retiring the db days which i always have to explain as my friend donald teaches and he wants to know when the kids are going to go a little crazy because the moon days when it's a little wild out there that's when the kids are really up and running so we're changing it to intense days officially officially it's mercury retrograde we're renaming it still means the same still means the kids will be wild means the pets will be wild means the world will be wild Means the guy in the pickup trucks driving will be a little more aggressive. Um, yeah. So it's that kind of, we're just changing the name, same intensity, same intensity meter, but Donald has asked for his name to be retired, <laughs> and I am accommodating it. We're we're renaming, uh, and giving it a new name. So intense intense days, we're going to call them intense days going forward. So the week this week, uh, the moon is in Cancer, on the 18th. And it goes into Cancer 3:59 a.m. will be in Cancer the 19th, the 20th. It'll void at 11:57 a.m. with a sextile to the Sun. Now remember, normally we've been having the Moon go void with an opposition to Pluto, but this month it's a sextile to the Sun, which because the Sun's at the very last degrees of Virgo, so that it's a harvesting sextile. It's a lovely sextile, Cancer Moon sextiling Virgo Sun. <gasps> What did we make? What did we create? So nice harvest energy. Then the Moon is void for four hours on the 20th. It goes into Leo at 4.38pm. It'll be in Leo the uh, Tuesday afternoon. It'll be the um, 21st of Leo. It'll be in there Wednesday. And it'll go void at 7 in the morning on the 22nd with an opposition to Saturn. So that we've been having regularly, Moon opposite Saturn. Then the moon is void for two hours. No, I'm sorry. The moon is void all day long uh, on the 22nd. And it enters um, enters Virgo uh, at 3.53 a.m. And so it is uh, on the 23rd. It goes into Virgo. So it's void all day on Thursday the 22nd, which is the fall equinox. And then on the 23rd, the Moon and Virgo meet up. Virgo enters, uh, Virgo goes into, uh, Mercury goes into Virgo on the 23rd on Friday. So on the 23rd, the Moon's in Virgo all day, all day the 24th and the 25th, it goes void at 8.49 in the morning, and it's void for a few hours until uh, 12.43 p.m., and it goes into Libra. These are all East Coast times. And then we have the New Moon, at 5.55 p.m., and that's also Rosh Hashanah, beginning at sundown. And the moon in Virgo goes void with a conjunction to Mercury, so that's a nice closing aspect, and then it goes into Libra, and the Libra moon has a closing aspect of the square to Pluto. So Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. is a little tough this year, emotionally, um, as we write in the Book of Life. So the Monday-Tuesday aspects are nice, the rest of the week, nah, not so much. The Mercury, the Virgo moon uh, are good, you know, but it's also, it's a little contentious. It's not bad, it's conjunct a retrograde Mercury, so it, it just promises reversals. So the moons are a little topsy-turvy. The intense days, renaming the DB days into intense, uh, which people would write, what's a DB day? So I can now say intense days and everybody's gonna know what that means. So the intense day is Tuesday the 20th, Um, Thursday the 22nd, where we have that void moon all day long, Um, and that one's intense with a lot of crabby aspects, and then pretty cranky on the 24th, but workable, like just expect delays and problems. And then of course the 25th is very intense too, so we have a few intense days. So emotionally, the 19th for the Queen's funeral looks good. But then intense on the 20th, intense on the 22nd, intense on the 24th, and intense on the 25th. And I know you're tired of the intense days. I'm not in charge of what they're doing up there. I'm just reporting on it. Um, Don't shoot the messenger. But a lot of new energy, a lot of initiating energy, which of course then means endings, right? So hopefully that gives you some idea about how to work with the week ahead and then last but not least a couple of moments here hopefully my screen is sharing again and so we got the cruise the mind body spirit cruise the odyssey of the seas january 22nd to the 28th sign up by contacting hildy and uh... off we go and you can register for the cruise for me like each of the teachers is taking registration so that's on my website uh... next up consider signing up for Cupful of stars um, uh... which is where i give you a podcast a daily audio and a, and a list of aspects for the day get delivered to your mailbox at midnight ish most times uh, not always but well, we, some nights i get it done at two in the morning and it goes out then um, so a couple of stars where you get a daily audio and the list of aspects and if you missed the I Astrologer in Tucson and you attended any of the I, any of the opa things either the iastrologer or the online course you get this for free if you didn't attend either of those you can you can attend it for $150 and it's all of us speaking we're reprising the speeches that we gave at iastrologer Um, And so it's a really, um, it's an interesting concept. I mean, it's it's certainly a Mercury retrograde, Mars retrograde kind of thing because we're doing the same speeches again, but we're doing them from, instead of being in April 30th, we're doing them in October. So it'll be interesting to see how they get updated. So that's something you can sign up for. Um, And, of course, the Pluto return for the United States and the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction that we're expanding our dreams in. So hopefully that gives you um, some ideas of things to work with this week and send you off into the week prepared for what's going to happen and how you're going to use it. And remember, we have consciousness, the stars above, as above, so below, as without, so within. Just kind of focus on how you can use this energy productively so that you are able to become a child of the universe that's a happy child. Focus on the moments of joy this week. There will be quite a few in the middle of an intense week. And in that moment where you go, oh, I'm sitting down with a cup of coffee, a nice little cookie, oatmeal raisin in my case, uh, peace. So I wish you a great week. Have fun. Off you go. Off I go. Bye.